Your Steve Jones Show podcast is loading now. The Steve Jones Show podcast is sponsored by Sunbury Motors, North 4th Street in Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. Sports talk where your voice counts. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motor Studio, here's Steve Jones. Good afternoon, everybody. It is the Steve Jones Show on a Thursday as we begin March Madness. Finally, for the first time in two years as the first four gets going tonight. Matt Catrillo here with you. Steve will soon be there from the Sunbury Motors studio. Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. And online at sunburymotors.com. Ford, Lincoln, Kia, Hyundai, all new pre-owned inventory, all at Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury, or at sunburymotors.com. So the games tonight begin, actually, as soon as we're done here on the air. Texas Southern and Mount St. Mary's get things going on True TV at 510. Then it's Drake and Wichita State at 627, the 2-11 seed matchup. Then a pair of 16s again at 840, Appalachian State and Norfolk State. And then the big one tonight at 957, if you care to stay up, I'll at least try, UCLA and Michigan State. And the winner of that would play USC. That's at 957 on TBS. So it'll be interesting tonight. And actually, of course, everybody wants to see UCLA, Michigan State, and of course that's why they make that the last game. But I'm curious to see Drake and Wichita State. I think that's going to be a really intriguing matchup. Drake's been kind of up and down, it seems like, since the last couple weeks or so. And Wichita State, always good this time of the year. So that, I, I like that matchup. That'll be fun. The other two, we'll see what happens there. But looking forward to it. And it's just great to have this March Madness back for two years. It's it's hard to believe that we've made it to this point considering where we where we were this time last year. It's it's just great. And it's just going to be so fun to watch. Especially with all the unknowns with COVID and, and things like that. It'll just add to the drama. Of course, we want things to be back to normal when we do this again next year. But just the fact that we've got it back and there's a lot of storylines unfolding. And the other good news, too, is the NCAA just came out today. Only eight positive tests over out of the over 9,900 that have been done so far. Only eight have come back positive, and one included another game official. So that's, that's pretty good. We're in pretty good shape. Virginia's in good shape, too, according to a report from ESPN's Adam Rittenberg, who we've had on the show before. Virginia is coming into Indianapolis tomorrow. Everybody else is in Indianapolis, ready to go. 
And so as long as they keep passing their tests seven days in a row, they'll be good to go for Ohio this weekend. So that's really good news. So far, so good. I'm sure we'll get hiccups along the way. That's just how things have been. But this will get done. We'll make it through. We'll just see how bumpy it is. So, also at the end of the show, Steve and I are going to reveal our brackets. And then the King, when he joins us tomorrow for our normal picks, is going to give us his Final Four and Champ. So we look forward to that. You already know from Steve and I that we kind of teased two of our Final Four teams, but we'll leave it at that. Those of you who listened earlier in the week already know who those two Final Four teams are, but those who didn't, you'll find out later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll find out later. It's, and Adam it's Zucker so today at 4.06. Yes. Adam 4.06, Donnie Collins, Brendan Quinn. Quite a lineup today. Came up with Quinn late in the game. Uh, so, yeah, great to have you with us on the uh, show today. Um it's great the suit uh, filled out his ballot, and uh, he had Duke. He had, uh, I was a little worried he had Duke and Kentucky in the Final Four, and like I said, yeah, I said, I, you can't do that. <laughs> what are you talking about? I said, I said part of a prerequisite is you got to be in the tournament. <sighs> he scares me. Oh, my goodness. You want, you want something that scares you? You should look at Lisa's bracket. She fills one out every year, too, just in spite of me. And she goes, like, all these different crazy scenarios. So we can maybe give that away later if we have time. Look, it, it's, it, I'll give you one that is not an upset, but I am rooting like you know what for this guy. And that's John Gallagher at Hartford. I know he's got uh, in the opening round he has Baylor. That's right. So yeah. that, that doesn't help you. But the graduate of St. Joseph's in Philadelphia is playing tomorrow on the Feast of St. Joseph. Oh, that's right. This is why I'm the host, okay? <laughs> <laughs> you never know. Maybe we'll get a little luck from St. Joseph his way. We'll have to find out, I guess. I can tell you right now, I know which cathedral he's going to tomorrow. Because <laughs> I've been there. <laughs> I've been there. I know which one he's going to. <laughs> oh my goodness! Yeah, so we'll have uh, we'll have some fun today with Donnie and with uh, Brendan Quinn. Uh, there's a couple of interesting stories going on with this. Um, I don't know if you saw what the players have done. This uh, what the hashtag. Not NCAA property, something like that. I think it is. It's being led by Isaiah Livers of Michigan, Jordy Bohannon. <laughs> the Buffalo Bills added Mitchell Trubisky. <laughs> what? <laughs> You've got to be kidding me. On a one-year contract. Well, <laughs> I you better hope Josh Allen stays healthy, Buffalo fans. Well, well that's the only reason he's being brought in. Uh, he's being brought in in case, okay, in case something happens. All right. So that's what uh, 
that's why they brought him in. They brought him in to be a quality backup. Uh, okay. <clears throat> the uh, and so, you know, let's uh, before we get to the hashtag deal with basketball. Um, Let's quickly get to the NCAA wrestling tournament. Uh, session 1A, Penn State went four for four. Um, uh, this morning. So this morning, uh, Robbie Howard won, Roman Bravo Young, Nick Lee, Brady Berge all won. Uh, now, 1B is underway, and Joe Lee did not do well. Whistlake beat him. Um, so that's the first one in the 1B that took place um, in the 1B group so far. So Penn State's now 4 and 1. Um, Carter Storacci. Make it five and one. He won easily, uh, so he won ten to ten to two. So that makes Penn State five and one. Uh, and Aaron Brooks, uh, I believe, made it six and one because he went out there one eighty four and did what he does. So that's the NCAA wrestling championships was happening so far. I think I think Brooks I believe Brooks got a tech fall. I mean he was just that good today. So Penn State right now has a slight lead at twelve and a half points. Missouri is second with twelve. Iowa has eleven and a half. Now, not everything's been wrestled yet today. But that's where it is. And obviously there are a couple here in the upper weights where Iowa's got guys that in all likelihood will win. Okay? So that's the NCAA Wrestling Championship. Now, this hashtag deal, look, this is student-athletes are figuring out more and more that they have a voice in all of this, and they can use certain opportunities for that voice. Now, it doesn't mean anything's going to come of it. That doesn't mean anything's going to come of it. But Geo Baker of Rutgers, Jordy Bohannon of Iowa, Isaiah Livers of um, Michigan, part of uh, three guys that were able to organize 15 different teams into this hashtag that they're not NCAA property. All right, and that's what you know, and they're t- trying to drive home the point about name, image, and likeness, and the amount of money that is made on the NCAA tournament. You know, they would like to have name, image, and likeness in place by July one. And remember, all these guys are eligible. I mean, this is quote the free year; everybody is eligible to come back. But this is what they're talking about. Now, I've been, as you know, completely in favor of name, image, and likeness. I am not in favor of the players being paid. I feel they are paid with their scholarships. I mean, if you want, okay. Uh, in this particular year, here's the uh, here's the twenty-five to thirty thousand dollars for your scholarship, room, 
books, everything. But oh, by the way, you got to pay it all back, <laughs> okay? Yeah, because that, now you have to pay for it. There, so there actually is a price to be paid for it along the way. So I've never been in favor of that. But name, image, and likeness, I'm absolutely in favor of. Absolutely in favor of. Just not in favor of them getting paid. I, I, Baker makes the point that if you are a music major or have a music scholarship, of which there are some, and you wanted to write and put together your own album and sell it, you can. But on the basketball court, they can't do it. Uh, on a football field, you can't do it. Uh, and so he does make that point. And this will continue to be the point for a long time, that this is what they want, what they need. And, of course, they want more money. Now, I want to point something out, though, in all fairness to the young people here. They are getting stipends per month. It's not a lot, but they're getting stipends. All right. And about 40%, maybe a little bit more than 40%, qualify for Pell Grants. Well, if you qualify for a Pell Grant, that means that when your family puts together the uh, application, uh, guess what? You fall under the economic number, which means there is an economic need at home. What happens with many of these young people is that you say, well, they get a, they get a Pell Grant and they get... Uh, a stipend, so they're getting money. You know how many of those guys take the money and send it home? A lot of them do. A lot of them get that money and they send it home. Not all of them, but a lot of them do. That's something that's lost in all this. I would like to see the university get involved in some way. Universities to get involved and help these young people out now they want to like keep that distance and i'm not i'm not in favor of that i'm not in favor of the universities keeping their distance i think there's a way to work it out with the university a university can get a percentage of any copyrighted material that is used in a name image and likeness while also helping and guiding along the way to help them make good decisions on what to do with name image and likeness And that's not to put down agents. Most agents are great. Most are great. But there there are also some shysters out there. So I'm not putting down the entire profession of being an agent. But let's be realistic. You also have some out there that raise eyebrows. I said some, not all, some. And I think having somebody in a guidance position that, that the players can trust could also make a difference. But that's just me looking at it from 30,000 feet. We will take a break. We'll come back with uh, more in a moment. Uh, Suit filled out his bracket, and uh, he's got North Dakota State in the Final Four. With Liberty. And I said, said, what? I, I found it confusing. Until until I looked at the top of the bracket. You know what alleviated the confusion? That it had its name on it? His name, His on name it. was on it. His <laughs> name was on it, and suddenly out of nowhere it became crystal clear. All right, back with more in a moment. Here on News Radio 1070 WKOK.
If you want to have a fun day, you have to drive a Hyundai. From Sunbury Motors Hyundai. Sunbury Motors Hyundai has 18 brand new 2020 Hyundais that have to go now. now. Choose from seven 2020 Elantras with savings up to $49.70. Starting at $16,997. 2020 Tucson Sport SUVs have a $56.90 discount and start at $25,740. Hurry in, only two left. One last 2020 Santa Fe with a $6,050 discount was $39,585. Now only $33,535. And there's one last Veloster for only $18,785. Now, now is the time for big discounts on 2020 new Hyundais at Sunbury Motors Hyundai. Hyundai is still producing amazing cars with the 2021 North American Car of the Year, the Hyundai Elantra. Save $26,22 on this award-winning sedan starting at $19,823. Now is the time. And Sunbury Motors Hyundai is the place in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza. Sunbury. Green Bay was probably the moment that I realized, you know, this might not be it. You know, when anytime you're pulled, you, you don't know what's, you don't know what's, am I going to go back out next week, next drive? Like, I had no idea. Um, and so all of those things go through your mind, but try and not overthink it. You know, try and just be in the moment, do what I can. Um, obviously frustrated to not be playing, but at the same time trying to be there for my teammates and do everything I can to help help the team win. And um, But, yeah, those thoughts definitely you know, creep in once once you're benched, and that's just how it unfolded. One of the uh, incredible um, publicity blunders today by the Indianapolis Colts. I mean, and it is a tremendous publicity blunder. They would not allow any questions from any writer from Philadelphia. All right. So this is what you have now uh, unleashed. Is that right? Yes, I didn't know that. Oh, yes. Yeah. Stick stick with the show. We'll guide you. Um, <laughs> yeah, that, that, that's bad. No, this is what's bad, okay, where they're not smart. If you're a Philadelphia paper, guess what you do? Now, in training camp, you go out every day and have him out there. And you might send a columnist. And they're out there every day. You could have gotten rid of it now. Very true. I wouldn't be surprised if they do that. You don't think they're not sitting there right now saying, hey, you know what? I think we're going to send a writer out, cover training camp, see how it goes. They could have gotten rid of it today. Yeah, that's atrocious. I'm telling you, it's one of those things. Who thinks about these things? That's also the difference between... Blue collar, big city media, and the Midwest media. It's just a difference between what are you doing and what the heck are you thinking? They baby their athletes out west. Man, but I don't get this. You could have gotten rid of it right away. How many times have I talked about it? Get rid of the problem. Taking your calls at 800-795-9565. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motors Studio, here's Steve Jones. Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors Q, it's 11 and 15. Hummel's Wharf online at sunburymotors.com. Ford Lincoln Kia Hyundai. Great new inventory. Fabulous pre-owned inventory. All at Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury, Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf, and online at sunburymotors.com.
Uh, four NCAA tournament games are today. First hire, by the way, for Micah Shrewsbury as the head basketball coach at Penn State, Adam Fisher. Coming home, Fish, 2006 graduate of Penn State. They've been a, the lead manager here for three years, grad manager, then eventually got into coaching, got, you know, became a grad assistant over at Villanova, worked with Pat Chambers at Boston University, came here, worked on the staff here, then finally got the job at Miami, where he's been the lead assistant and offensive coordinator for Jim Laranega. He is coming home. Uh, he is one of the when they were talking about assistant coaches. He was, believe it or not, the first name that popped into my head. And I'm happy to say that for Micah Shrewsbury, evidently had the same thought because <laughs> Fish knows the place, knows the place, knows the culture, knows the people, knows the state. So he is in as the assistant coach. All right. And uh, Kyle McCluskey is the eighth Penn State player. But this is something, look, it, a lot of with Kyle, there's, you know, there's grad school he wants to go to, okay? So just, you know, but he is technically the eighth player in the transfer portal for Penn State. Donnie Collins joins us now from the Scranton Times Tribune. It's always great to have him with us on the show, reminiscing about old things and talking about new. Welcome. Yeah, I've heard a lot of really great stories about former really tall Penn State basketball players. I never heard that that one with Yagua. I was walking out on the court. I was I was standing five <laughs> feet away when he said it. He's like pet dander, and Ed Ed looks at me like, what am I doing? <laughs> what am I doing? <laughs> I looked at him. You know what I said to him? I said, hey, you accepted the job. <laughs> That's what I said to him. I said, you accepted the job. <laughs> Don't look at me. I didn't force you to. <laughs> I didn't, like, hold people in a room for a while till you accepted. You said yes. All right. <laughs> Bed State football, two practices down, 13 to go. Um, when you've heard various people talk, from, especially Dwight Galt last week, um, what's the impression you're getting from this football team and the value of what they're going through right now with spring practice? Well, I mean, it's, it's one of those things you don't know what you've lost until you lost it, and, and they lost this last year. So, say, I, I, I was, yeah, I, I thought there was a couple of very interesting people, you know, around this program this spring, given given what happened last spring, and uh, Dwight Galt was definitely one of them. And I, and, and I was, you know, some of the some some of what he. He said, you know, the, the high percentage of people on this roster who've never gone through a spring practice at Penn State, um, you know, the, 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 the amount of time that it was going to take to just to, to get back to where they would have been had there been, you know, shutdowns from the pandemic from a strength and conditioning standpoint is it, 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 it's fascinating stuff. And, you know, I, 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 I think this is all a, you know, it's kind of, it kind of feels like a, a bonus because, you know, next year you would hope that everything would be the way it was in 2019 again. And you know, last year was was so bad. But this year, you 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 weren't sure what you were going to get. And I think if they get their 15 practices in, get their 
get their scrimmages in, they're going to they're learn a lot about about where they're at going into into 2021, and and they need that because last year, for a million reasons, was such a you know, it seemed like it seems so patchwork when you look back at it now. Well, you have how many players uh, on this team had never done a spring practice on the university level before, and how many coaches had never done one at Penn State? I mean, that's the that's another part that's interesting. How many people realize how many people around here hadn't done it? You know, here. Exactly. I mean, look on, on offense. You got a offensive line coach who never did it. Stubble Field never went through it. Defense. You got. I mean, John Scott. You have now. You know, uh, Poindexter. It, 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 most most of your staff hasn't done a, a spring practice, and that's. Yeah. I, I forget what the number uh, of players was that he mentioned, but it was it was through the roof. I mean, <laughs> that, that yeah. I, I couldn't believe it was the the, per, the percentage of, of kids who had just never gone through a spring practice, and and. and now, how, how do you how do you win that way? How do you compete? How do you build off of what you had two seasons ago? It's it, it's very difficult, and and everybody you know mostly everybody went through it. Some people didn't, and 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 now you, you you're kind of this is you know the 2021 spring practices are kind of you know a real the first step in a building block toward getting back to to where they really wanted to be last year. Well, I mean, last year when you look at it, Alabama did spring practice. Now, Alabama's Alabama, but they did spring practice. Clemson did spring practice. Ohio State was actually into the middle of spring practice. People forget Indiana was almost halfway through spring practice. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's actually, and that does give you a jump on a season when that happens and somebody else doesn't have it, Donnie. Yeah, oh, yeah. And, and, and the, the four teams you mentioned right there, and there are others, those four are all in the top ten. Yeah, <laughs> you know, for, for most of the season with Indiana, anyway, and then and three of them were in the, the playoffs. So it, it, it makes it makes a huge difference. And look at what what could Penn State trying to accomplish this year? You know, just from a just from a strategic standpoint with building the team, looking looking for you know, to build up positions, seeing what they have in certain places. Imagine if they didn't have it this year. Imagine imagine where, where they'd be at quarterback if they couldn't have had a a spring practice this year, or you know, on the offensive line where you're replacing your your middle three guys, it's, it, it 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 would be, it, in a way, they're lucky it happened last year and, and not this year, because you know, they have way more questions to answer right now. They do, and there's also something else that's an added piece to this. Why I think it's critical. Okay, they're not opening with Villanova. They're opening with oh. Wisconsin, a conference game against one of the, you know, like Penn State, one of the top teams in the conference at their place. I think the Wisconsin opener is a big factor in having the spring. It is a big factor as to why they really need the spring practice beyond just getting ready for the season. Yeah, correct. I mean, if, if they had, if they didn't, if they missed out on the spring practice this year and Wisconsin didn't, their chances of winning that game is zero. Yeah. But let's just be honest. And, you know, it, it's, you know, that, that's, a, that's a tough road game if it's played in November in a normal year. Yes. Yeah. It, 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 it's 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 a it, it's a it's a very difficult road game if it's played in the first game of the season in a normal year. Yeah. It's a, in, in, in a year like this, you know, you have to make it as normal as possible to give yourself the best chance because you know you you could lose one game, and and you know that could happen. That's happened before. You, you lose one game, you're not sure. out of it. Right. But it, it, it leaves you with no margin for error after that. You can't lose two. Right, and that that's big. So, what are your question marks uh, that you'd like to see progress with this football team during the course of the spring? I mean, it, it, it's it's funny because the cornerback spot 
it's all it's either something you don't care about at all in the spring because mm-hmm. you either have Trace McSorley who's been there for three years or you're mm-hmm. or you're building it you're bringing in a new guy and it's all you're focusing on. But this is like to me one of those rare years where you have one of the more experienced guys in the conference and you really want to. And Sean Clifford's still a very intriguing guy to me this year, mm-hmm. um, especially you're bringing in a new offensive coordinator guy who's kind of a quarterback whisperer who's who's put guys in the NFL. He's going to have his 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 second starter put in the NFL, you know, this year when when Ellinger gets picked, and it's a uh, you know you, you'd like to see what he's. The, the steps Clifford's taking in the offense, what he's done to, you know, to, you know, to become more consistent than he was last year. But, but also, you know, how, what's his role going to be? Is he going to be asked to run as much? Is he, is, is he going to be taken care of a little better because the, the depth behind him, it just, it just isn't there. And, you know, and I know a lot of people want to see Vayu and they want to see uh, Taquan Roberson, but to me, your, your, your entire, your, your chances of competing, for for a championship or for whatever you're going to get this year, depend on Clifford being good. He he's got to take some steps this this spring. If Clifford's not any good, then your team's not any good. No matter what everybody else does. So so I, I think Clifford's the really the the big guy that I that I'd be watching this spring. All right, on the defensive side, what might it be? Yeah, well, I mean, the, the defensive line has been, you know, kind of they they kind of got hit hard with with graduation, especially at the end, but. But I, to me, it's the linebackers. They have to play better. They, they just have to play a lot better than they did last year. They were out of position a lot. Um, they're better than that. You know, they have more talent there than they than they showed. But I, but I, at, at that, you know, on that note, you got a guy like Brandon Smith, who I think is going to take a big jump this year. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, he's 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 a five star prospect. He's one. He's you know, not to to drag other kids into it, but Lance Dixon, you looked at him, and I, I never thought, like, yeah, it's a five-star prospect, and what does a five-star prospect really mean? But when you look at when, when you look at Brandon Smith, you see what a five-star prospect should look like. The guy's, the guy's massive. He's, he, he, runs, right. he, he runs very well. He gets sideline to sideline. He, he's your game-breaking defensive player, and he started last year, but really he wasn't supposed to start last year because they were supposed to have Micah, and he, he's kind of a guy who got thrown in there out of necessity. But this is going to be his year anyway. So, I, I, I was really looking forward to seeing Smith in the uh, in the spring. And, I, and I, I think, how are they going to use him? He was in coverage a lot last year. Maybe they let him. You know, he, he needs to get more. He needs to get more tackles. And, yeah. and, and tackles are kind of a one of those stats that you look at at the end of a game and you wonder how. Sometimes, you know, how that guy get fourteen tackles? He was last guy on the pile sometimes but <laughs> I, I, I think Smith needs to, needs to get a couple of more and he'll, he'll be a bigger difference maker this year but I, I like what Ellis Brooks did a little bit mm-hmm. as the season went on last year and I, and I think it'll be interesting to see what Luketa does this spring I mean, he's mm-hmm. got to be he's got another one of those guys that has to be a lot better a lot more consistent and he has the potential to be but you know this is a, this is an important spring for him because the last year you, you always had that excuse well you know, the, you know, it was such a it was such a mess going into the season, in, in in the summer, and there was no spring. So, what could you really have expected from those guys? But now they have to take advantage of the spring, or or else it's a, uh, you know, they're 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 in trouble playing time wise. I I think if if they don't, because this is a this is a team that really needs those veteran guys who've who've been through it before to to take advantage. You know, when they need to now. And by the way, we always, for the last, what, 30, 40 years, we've always referred to those as JOPs, jump on pile, 
<laughs> I remember there was a guy, I, I forget what his name is, but he, he played for Northwestern, and I had him one game for uh, oh. a game, game at Northwestern. I had I had him for like six tackles. When I went and looked at my stat sheet, and you look at the, he had 16 in the game. <laughs> he was just the last guy on the pile every time. That might have been Pat. No, it wasn't Pat. It was after Pat. <laughs> is after Pat? Okay. <laughs> it was after Pat. It was Barry Gardner. Uh, oh, Barry, oh, yeah, Barry Gardner. Yeah, I don't know why that name just you, came to you, me. You would see, uh, uh, for them, it would be T, okay, A-T, assistant tackles, mm-hmm. all right, and J-O-P's jump on pile. Jump on pile. <laughs> <laughs> Lead team, jump on pile. I've, I've got, uh, you mentioned the veterans. A guy like Jaquan Brisker, Jaquan Brisker says he's coming back. A guy like... Uh, Tariq Castro-Field says he's coming back. I mean, you've got some guy, you know, Jahan Dotson comes back. Just in the overall scheme, when you've got guys like that that say, hey, look, you know, one more year, I'm going to be there, what does that do for this overall team, the fact that they did that? I mean, I, I think I mean, I, at the end of the day, you, you would think they did it for themselves to get a, a little bit of extra development to make themselves a uh-huh. better NFL prospect, sure. all of that. But on the same note, it sends the message that they believe in the team, that they believe in the program, yes. that they think that they're not going to come back to go five and eight. They're going to, they're coming back to, to to compete for a for a championship, and they think they can. And you know, I I, I think it's a I, especially when you consider those three guys. I I thought there was a chance, you know, just gut feeling Castro Fields might come back. Last year didn't go the way he wanted to. Uh, he, he got hurt, started off pretty well, I thought, and then then got hurt rather quickly. So I thought he might come back, but. The other two guys, I thought Brisker and, and Dotson were certainly going to leave. I, I, that was just, you know, you know, again, gut feeling means nothing. You don't know what goes on in their in their their lives, what they're what they're being told by the NFL, things like that. But but you know, when they came back, I thought that that took Penn State from being a, you know, middle of the road, probably Big Ten team in most people's eyes to hey, you got you got the guy who was arguably your best offensive player last year in Dotson, mm-hmm. and the guy who was arguably your best defensive player in Brisker coming back and that that makes a difference in, in, in kids minds and you, you don't you want to those are veteran guys they're they're considerably older guys now than than you've got mm-hmm. generally on on the team it's a, it's a it's a pretty young team overall but but i i think that you those are the guys you look up to and when they when they show that kind of belief that you could win and maybe you believe it too and i, and I think that's going to be important for penn state because they, right now they have a lot more talent than they do experience at, at certain spots and I, and I think that they're, they're going to need somebody to be that leader, to, to, take, the, to take them over the top. And I think, I think especially Dotson could, could be one of those guys on offense. And, and Brisker is, is a guy who I remember from Lackawanna College here a couple of years ago, the way he played, that entire program rallied around that season he had, which is, which is legendary in, in 2018. So yeah, I, I think that he, he's a guy who could do that too. I do have to ask you uh, one more, uh, and it has to do with minor league baseball because I know you cover the uh, Rail Riders all the time. So, what's the story now for AAA? When uh, when are they going to be allowed to start? How many games can they get in? Uh, it looks like they're going to start. I, I think the league could start March, or, excuse me, May fourth, and the Rail Riders their their first game is is May eleventh at home, and that does sound like that's going to happen. But I, I think they're looking at. Like 120 games now, 110, 120 games. I don't know what the exact number is, but but it, it's going to be a, a whole different feel to the 
to the to the league. It's it'd be it'd be like if they completely changed college football after after not playing last year right. or something like that and coming back and it, you didn't kind of recognize that there's gonna there's gonna be a, a lot of differences in, in, in minor league baseball this year because they're they're kind of using that that uh that league now as a as kind of a test a, a, a basically a, a, a test kitchen like Campbell's used to have. Yeah. You know, to, with, with their recipe, yeah, it, yeah. Now see what, see, you know, they're going to put the the beans and the cream of mushroom soup in there and see what comes <laughs> out. And that's that's basically I mean, they, they have these giant bags they're going to use now to, to quote unquote prevent injuries. And, oh. But uh, you know, it's it, where you get, basically you have eight game home stands and then you're gone for two weeks. So I, oh. I'm, I'm really interested to see what's going to happen this year and, and the miners from a, a ticket selling standpoint because yeah, you know, it's it's going to be very easy to forget that they're there when they're gone for. 10 days at a time every you know twice a month it's just going to be a it's going to be very very interesting to see in places like Scranton and Altoona maybe not Reading so much where that where the tradition of that team is you know is ingrained in the community but we'll see where it goes with 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 some of the other places in Pennsylvania because this is a really great minor league baseball state yeah no it is and uh, of course the spikes will be in the MLB Draft League. And, That'll be uh, a fun league. And that's going to be a really fun league because you got guys fighting for draft position. It's going to be – that's what where the competition will be interesting. And I know you and I will keep in contact about how the concept is because I think concept has a chance to be great. So Yeah, I, I, that, that that's one where I, I wrote a column actually that if, if AAA wanted to mess around too much, if I were the rail riders, I'd probably want to be in that draft league. Yeah, I really think that's going to be a great yeah. league, and especially in places like Williamsport State College. And that's going to be that's going to be so much fun. Yeah, where where where, you, where you're where you're used to seeing those kinds of younger athletes and guys on the I got guys coming up and 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 the in the professional sports world, uh, you know, getting really their first uh, their first exposure. Donnie, it's always a pleasure. Thank you so much, my friend. Uh, can't wait to actually see you in person. <laughs> Me, me either. Steve going to be vaccinated by the next by, by yeah, the end of the end of the spring. It'll be it'll be really fun. Absolutely, I think <laughs> well, I think almost all of us will be by then. How about that? I hope so. All right. Thanks, <laughs> all right. thanks, my friend. Yeah, we'll see you, Steve. Donnie Collins, Scranton Times Tribune. Adam Zucker, CBS. Next half hour. Brendan Quinn, Athletic. Final half hour. Uh, Two a.m. The after show with the suit talking about. How he prepares for Shikolami basketball. All right. The reaction of many on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Should we be concerned that that 1 800 gambler thing is programmed into the suit's phone? <laughs> That is a very legitimate question. That's, I only ask questions, okay? <laughs> I ask questions. Just asking if we should be concerned. You have no answer. <laughs> we'll have to ask the boss man for that one. Oh, I don't want to talk to Roger about any of this stuff. The less we can talk about the suit, the better. I feel like Roger and I have very productive, friendly, happy talks. Right? <laughs> Then you know who gets brought up, and it, it gets a little tense. And then they have to calm Roger down. So, <laughs> great to have you with us on the show today. 
Brought to you by Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors Kia routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf and online at sunburymotors.com. You didn't tell Dave Giacchini the suit was doing the interview, right? I didn't. I did not mention his name once. Because, I mean, he was supposed to be on today, and I'm I'm wondering if maybe he thought it was... <laughs> I can understand the reaction at that point. <laughs> 